When wishes were horses and beggars could ride, in a stone castle by the sea there lived a rich land. How am I supposed to choose? There are so many. And so he left the trail, and he followed the sound of the music. I am the goat from the hills and the mountains. And when I have finished eating these herbs and these vegetables, then I shall eat you, too. Once upon a time, and welcome to the Story Story Podcast. I am your host, Isabel Hauser, and I have some stories for you. This is a podcast to hear traditional stories told by some of the best storytellers in the world. It will take you to long ago and far away, and will bring you back safely. If you have been listening to the podcast for a while... You might remember that I grew up and still live in a quaint little town in the heart of Switzerland, nestled between a mountain and a lake. The old part of town was built in the Middle Ages, and to this day it carries an air of times long gone, with the cobbled alleys and narrow houses. One of the houses is the home of my favourite bar, and I enjoy nosing around in the darling little shops for raging for small treasures. Last week, I was passing through the old part of town when I noticed a new shop. Ever after, I read, delicate gold brush strokes on an ebony sign. The mannequin by the entrance was wearing a regal ball gown and a cape, fastened with a brooch that sparkled in the autumn sun. An outfit fit for a princess. I was intrigued and entered. It took a while until my eyes were accustomed to the dim light. I was the only customer, and my heart began to sing at the sight of the beautiful things I found myself surrounded with. Piles of glittering jewelry, from earrings to combs, tiaras, brooches and necklaces, their sparkle reflected and multiplied in the massive mirror that took up most of the wall to my right. Countless dresses, some presented on mannequins, others hanging in a neat row from a rack, and a few draped over the back and arms of an armchair, as if casually tossed there. I had just reached out my hand to let it run over the dark green velvet of a dress when a woman stepped from behind the curtain that separated the shop from the shoebox-sized back room. Hello, she said. I jumped, frightened by her appearance, and at first the smile that played around her lips did little to make me feel more comfortable. Can I help you? she asked, obviously making an effort to appear like the proficient saleswoman you need to be in order to survive with such a tiny business. Oh, thank you, I replied. I just noticed the shop and wanted to have a look around. Are you fairly new here? The woman nodded. Welcome to town then, I said and flashed what I thought was my most cordial smile. The dresses are so beautiful. Are they vintage or new? The woman gave another little smile. Vintage, you could say. Family heirlooms, so to speak. I once had a stepdaughter. Most of them are hers. Oh, I gasped. 
Why would you give those precious clothes away? The woman gave me a look I couldn't quite read. There was a brief silence and then she said, You could say that we fell out, and then she moved away, far away, and never came back. The last time I saw her, she had moved in with a commune of men, miners, I believe. And then I heard that she'd found her Prince Charming. I don't know. Be that as it may, she no longer needs those gowns. And then, as if to lighten the mood that had suddenly turned quite awkward, she added, Would you like to try one on? Here, I think this one would suit you. He was one of my stepdaughter's favorites. And without waiting for my response, she produced a pile of midnight blue fabric and ushered me into the changing room. The first teller for this episode is Joel Ben Izzy. Joel is a storyteller, writer and story consultant who has been telling stories for over 30 years in more than 36 countries throughout South America, Europe, the Middle East, Africa and Asia. For him, story is a path and he lives his life traversing the boundaries between the realms of reality and story. He believes that there are gifts to be found there wisdom and healing for a world that sorely needs both. On this episode, he shares the story of the King's Riddles. Long ago, in Ireland, there was a king. He was not a kind king, he was a mean king, and he decided to play a little trick on his advisor. He called him in, he said, Advisor! Yes, your highness. Advisor, we're going to play a little game. I'm going to ask of you three questions. If you answer them all correctly, I shall give you three bags of gold. Oh, yes, your highness. Now, if you answer two questions correctly, and one incorrectly, why, I will give you two bags of gold, and I will chop off your head. <laughs> yes, your highness. Now, if you answer two questions incorrectly and one correctly, then I'll give you one bag of gold, and I will chop off your head twice. <laughs> yes, your highness. Now, if you answer all three questions incorrectly, then I will chop off your head three times. Is that clear? Your highness, you can't chop off my head three times. I only have one head. I can do what I want. I'm the king. Yes, your highness. <laughs> what are the questions? They're simple questions. The first is, how many stars are in the sky? The next is, what is the precise depth of the ocean? And the third is, what am I thinking? Be back with the answer to those questions tomorrow. Bye-bye. Have a nice day. It'll be your last. <laughs> the advisor goes off. He's not very happy about this. He's wandering around thinking, Maybe advising wasn't a good career for me. Maybe I should have been the king's accountant. And as he wanders around, he bumps into the king's storyteller and says, Ah, advisor, how are you? I'm not so good. I'm playing this game with a king, and I think I'm going to lose. Really, what's the game? I have to answer these three questions. How many stars are in the sky? What's the precise depth of the ocean? And what is the king thinking? The storyteller said, You know, I could answer those questions. You could? Why, if you tell me the answers, I'll give you all the gold that I'd win. 
And the storyteller said, I didn't say I could tell you the answers. I said I could answer them. What we should do is switch places. I will dress as you, and you dress as me. And so they did just that. The storyteller dressed as the advisor, and the advisor dressed as the storyteller. And in those days, people wore hoods over their heads so that the king really wouldn't tell the difference between them. So the next day, it was the storyteller dressed as the advisor who came before the king. And the king said, ah, there you are with the answers to my questions. Just a moment, please. Guard, could you come over here and bring that X too, the sharp one? Ah, uh, no, the dull one. He was a mean king. He said, now, do you wish to try to answer the questions or shall we chop off your head now? I'll try, your highness. Very well. The first question. How many stars are in the sky? Your Highness, in the sky there are 47,286,537 stars. And if you don't believe me, count them yourself. <laughs> well, the king couldn't argue that, so he gave him a bag of gold. He said, but... The next question, what is the precise depth of the ocean? Precise. Your Highness, the precise depth of the ocean is a stone's throw. A stone's throw? How can it be? It's much deeper than that. No, Your Highness, it's a stone's throw. And if you wish to check my calculations, simply take a boat out to sea and throw a stone over the side. The distance that it travels to the bottom is the depth of the ocean. While the king couldn't argue with that, he didn't mind giving the second bag of gold because he knew he would get it back after the third question. He said, you're a very clever advisor, but I don't think you can possibly tell me what I'm thinking. Go ahead. Your Highness, you are thinking that I am your advisor, but in fact, I'm your storyteller. What? I thought you were my advisor. Told you. My third bag? <laughs> The fairy tale sponsor for this episode is Peter Pan Coaching and Counseling. Are you feeling lost? Is adulting just too much for you to take? Do you hear a clock ticking and you don't know where it's coming from? Peter Pan is a certified life coach and counselor with many centuries of experience in helping young adults discover the inner star to guide them to their personal Neverland and supporting adults in connecting with their inner child. Wendy D. from Elle says, Peter Pan has really helped me embrace my shadow. After just a few sessions, I felt more connected to myself and ready to fly because I finally believed in my inner strength. Read more raving reviews at ppcc.com and find out more about the counseling process. Sessions are available online or on-site at our Jolly Roger office space. Just book your first appointment via our website. Take the first step towards your happy ever after today. All you need is faith, trust, and an excellent counselor. Five stars from Sonia and Alex via Apple Podcasts. Love the podcast. We love your stories. We listen at breakfast or lunch sometimes. Please keep making more podcasts. Thank you so much, Sonia and Alex. We are thrilled that you enjoy the podcast and wish you many more fairy tale meals that nurture your body, heart, and soul. 
we pinky promise to keep releasing new episodes every Wednesday. If you, dear listener, would like to show your support of the podcast, we'd love to hear your review on Apple Podcasts. Not only will it bring a smile to our faces, it also helps other story lovers discover the delight of traditional storytelling. If you'd like to become a closer member of the podcast community, you can, for as little as $4 a month on Patreon. Many delightful goodies are waiting for you, and we'll also tell you about your very own magical properties. Head on over to storystorypodcast.com to find out more. It was as if the dress had been tailored for me. The fitted bodice was delicately embroidered, its tasteful neckline just the right balance between chastity and bravery. The folds of the skirt played around my legs and swooshed satisfyingly as I stepped from the changing room to have a look in the mirror. It looks lovely with your pink hair and pale skin, the woman said, and again I couldn't quite read the look she gave me. <laughs> well, aren't I the fairest of them all, I laughed, and she gave me another one of her strange looks. Quickly, she averted her gaze, turned around and disappeared in the back of the room. The dress is a bit wide in your waist. Here, let me help you. I heard her voice over the noise of her rummaging around. She re-emerged, holding a golden braided belt in her hands. May I? She said without really asking, and I thought her fingers trembled as she fastened the belt around my waist. I gasped. Too tight? She asked, loosening it a little. With the practiced gaze of someone who knows their fashion, she looked me up and down. There, she said, as if to announce that I was ready to go to the ball with the prince. I did feel like a princess indeed. I'll take it, I said without thinking. When I had changed back into my regular clothes, I felt awfully ordinary, as if I had just stepped out of a fairy tale back into my real life. The woman carefully wrapped the dress in tissue paper, and as I counted out the money, she vanished once more in the back of the shop, and came back, handing me a small box tied with a midnight blue velvet ribbon. This was my stepdaughter's too, and I want you to have it. It'll complete the look, as a thank you for being my first customer. She wouldn't take no for an answer, and I didn't want to be impolite. I opened the box as soon as I stepped out into the sunshine. Oh, inside was a breathtakingly beautiful calm studded with gemstones that caught the light and reflected it in a rainbow of sparkles. The sharp and pointy teeth gleamed in the sunshine. I was lost for words, and then I heard the woman call, Come back soon! The apples on the tree in my garden are just about to be ripe. I'll have some ready for you. The second teller for this episode is Virginia Fox. Based in Colorado, Virginia followed her second career path as a published author of children's stories 
after her retirement from the school district. However, it was in storytelling that her true light shone. Through her business fox tales, she educated, entertained and mesmerized audiences. This is her sharing the story of the little unicorn. Long, long ago and far, far away, in a lovely green land, there lived a shy little unicorn. The name of this land was Ireland. Now at that time and in this place, all of the animals of the forest lived together happily. And the little unicorn was happy. That is, most of the time. Except when he thought of that old tale that said that one day the unicorn and the lion must fight to see who would truly be king of the forest. Now the little unicorn did not want to fight anyone and certainly not Leo the lion. One day the little unicorn was telling this to his friend the wolf. And the wolf, being very old and very wise, said, Little unicorn, all of the animals of the forest know this old story, and they will never believe that you and Leo really want to have peace unless they see you shake hands in front of the whole forest gathering. Then they will believe. The little unicorn realized that the old wolf was right, and so he asked him to go and make arrangements for the meeting that very day. The little unicorn was making his way through the woods to his home, when as he rounded a bend in the forest, there, under a bush, sat the funniest and the tiniest little old man that he had ever seen. And he said, I, I, I know, I know who you are. You, you're a leprechaun. The little creature raised himself to his full height and said, mm, You might be saying so. My name is Patrick. You wouldn't be wanting me pot of gold now, would you? Oh, Patrick, no pot of gold is going to help me. And he told Patrick how afraid he was of meeting Leo the lion that afternoon. Patrick laughed his funny little laugh and said, Oh, you come with me. I'll sprinkle me magic sand on you and you won't be afraid. The little unicorn followed Patrick deep into the forest till they came to a teeny tiny little house. And indeed in the front yard was a pile of sand. He bent his mane down and Patrick sprinkled the sand along his head and all over his mane and said, Now be off with you and remember, the magic sand will protect you. You won't be afraid. Oh, the little unicorn felt better 
And he started through the woods again, and he saw that already the animals were coming from all directions through the forest. And he could see in the distance a long, low platform that the animals had built for the meeting. The little unicorn remembered the sand and took a deep breath and started toward the platform. Leo the lion was already mounting the platform, roaring as he did so. The little unicorn pranced up onto the stage and held up his little hoof, and the lion was so amazed at his bravery that without thinking he held up his big paw and they met in a sign of peace. Oh, and all the animals of the forest cheered and celebrated, for now there would truly be peace in the forest. Later, as the little unicorn went back through the forest toward his home, as he rounded that bend there under that same little bush was Patrick sound asleep. And he rushed forward and shook him, Patrick, Patrick, wake up, wake up. The sand worked, your magic sand. I, I wasn't afraid. I actually shook hands with Leo. Patrick shook himself awake. And he looked at the little unicorn, and he looked at him sternly, and he said, Little unicorn, listen to me, and you listen well, and don't you ever forget what I'm going to tell you. The sand was not magic. The magic was that you believed after this, believe in yourself, and you need never be afraid again. And as the little unicorn went on through the forest, he thought that the air had never smelled so pure, and the birds had never sung more sweetly. Thank you for listening to the Story Story Podcast. Show the love. Find Joel Ben Izzy at storypage.com. Tell him you heard him on the podcast and now want to hear him tell more stories. We are in strange times for performing artists, but art is needed now more than ever. So many storytellers are doing online events, so you, yes, you, can see and hear some of your favorite storytellers of the podcast tell stories from the comfort of your home. These may be different times, but the opportunities to connect with the magic of live storytelling are abundant. Go find your favorite tellers from the podcast and discover what they can bring to your home. You can connect with the podcast on Facebook or Instagram at Story Story Podcast 
or Rachel Ann at Rachel Ann Harding. You can find me at isabelhauser.com. On the podcast social media, you can also see the delightful fairy tale sponsor ads on the Story Story podcast. While you are there, let me know the favorite story you have heard or the favorite stories of your childhood. Who knows? Maybe you will hear them here soon. The inspiration for the true fairy tale was a story seed from Laura Packer. You can find her lovely story and writing prompts by looking her up on social media. The music is by Poddington Bear and the fairy tale sponsor was an idea by yours truly, inspired by a picture a friend gave me many years ago. This podcast is made possible by patrons like you. Consider becoming a patron, joining the mailing list to get the podcast goodies or writing a review on Apple Podcasts, which helps other story lovers find and enjoy the show. You will hear more stories next week, but until then, live happily ever after. Mary-Kate opened up the door, and there, on the doorstep, wrapped in his own blanket, was her baby. And to this day, Anansi spins webs, so that he can catch the flea, the fly, and the moth that got away. If you go down to the lake, on a clear day, when the water lies as calm as a sheet of glass. You can still see the rooftops of the castle glittering in the sunlight. And if you listen really closely, you can even hear the festive music from the royal court.